0: Hola, hola! Welcome to Talking Into 20s, aka tits. My name is Orly. This is the podcast where we discuss elements 20-year-olds face during their life, the way we can approach them mindfully, all with a goal to embark on a healthy and deep journey of understanding our life. Today's topic is about the mind-body connection slash mind-body relationship. We'll go back to evolutionary psychology point of view on how our body and mind react to each other, the connections we have, how do we experience this relationship in today's world, a major component we will focus on is the stress component. How do we respond to stress unconsciously and how can we shift that unconscious response to a more conscious, and present mindful regulation of our systems. Before we dive into all of these interesting topics, I'd like to express my deepest gratitude to every single one of you for pressing play, tuning into me, but most importantly, tuning into yourself. I'm sure we've all had a full day, week, month, year, and I'm here to remind you that you are doing great and you are exactly where you need to be. The other day, I was speaking with my friend about this topic and how I'm interested in talking about it in my podcast. This friend of mine is my next door neighbor, so she went to her apartment and she gave me a book all about the mind-body connection. In the book, it had some very interesting insight that I would love to share with you guys. Our mind and body are two separate entities who work in different ways. What does this mean? In order to nourish our body, we drink water and eat food. We could take ourselves on a walk, a workout. We could also feed our mind with thoughts, challenge it with intellectual research studies, ask questions, and we could also entertain our mind by playing different games of distraction. How are these two separate entities connected? Take, for example, public speaking. When we speak in public, our heart rate could go up. We could break into sweat, turn red... Some of us might even get itchy hives. On the other hand, if we get a massage, go on a run, spend some fun time with a friend, we'll have a sense of relaxation, peace, calm, euphoria. All of these things are signals our body sends to us in respond to our mind, emotions, and perceptions of reality. Now, how do we experience this connection and relationship in a hectic world filled with constant stimulus? Stress. Even though stress does get a bad rep in today's world and society, at its core, if you look back in time, it is not that negative and it's actually a response which was essential for our ancestors' survival. Let me explain. Let's go into a time machine and travel back in time when our ancestors would go hunting, to gather food, and they would encounter a life-threatening danger on their journey. Let's say a hungry lion. How is the response of stress essential to saving their life? When this would happen, their mind would process their emotional reaction, which would probably be fear, (laughs) and it would kickstart their body into stress mode by releasing cortisol, the flight or fight hormone, Boost up adrenaline, the pupils would widen up, glucose, which is sugar, would be released into the liver for fast energy during this time. After the danger passes, in hopes that they survived that hungry lion, the mind would perceive, okay, the danger has passed, and the body would go back to its regular not stress system. In these types of situations, cortisol is amazing. It is our body's way to protect us, to boost up our energy, and it is definitely what you want to happen if there's a hungry lion in front of you. Stress is beneficial for these short periods of time. It acts as a motivator, a worker, a pusher. You'll think of the perfect game plan and it will make you on go mode. These benefits aren't just for you if you're standing in front of a lion. It could be if you have an assignment due, you have a big presentation, if you have to excel in your job. It could be in so many different elements in your life that could come and contribute to you. So why does this have such a negative response to it? This is because today, the stimulation of stress is everywhere. News, radio, your phone is always with you, assignments are due, hustle culture, That's just the tip of the iceberg of all the expectations society might have from us. Now, because we're stimulated more than we should be, starts to work unconsciously. I've done some research, and this unconscious response has a name. It's known as distraction and disengagement. This can be bad habits, negative self-talk, agitation towards yourself and others around you, Disengaging and distracting yourself as an unconscious behavior to stress sabotages your productiveness. People who deny and distract themselves from situations are more likely to struggle with confrontation. We're here to work on the healthy ways we can confront stress in an open, conscious way, so let's keep our focus on that. The next question would be then, how can we consciously respond to stress? Now, I just want to give a quick shout out to someone who I don't know who wrote this, but I have an anonymous forum where my followers could write to me any comments, ideas, or tips that they have for the podcast. Yesterday, I got a anonymous message with someone writing to me content around centering yourself in times of stress and self-doubt. So, this one is for you. The way we can consciously regulate our stress is through acceptance and presence. I broke this down into a few stages. This is through research, the book I'm reading about the mind body connection, and some of my personal opinions, stories, and tips. The first stage is saying to yourself, Okay, I am uncomfortable. I am sensing stress. Everyone experiences stress differently, by the way. For example, I get really bad stomach aches and sometimes completely shut down. I don't want to speak to anyone. I don't want to have contact with anyone. Once you recognize that you're uncomfortable and that your body is sensing your response to stress, you are recognizing yourself and you're saying to yourself, hey, I see you. After you've done this, it's much easier for you to figure out what you need. We have to constantly practice recognizing ourselves, whether if it's saying it out loud, writing it out, putting it out there as it is, and saying, I am uncomfortable. Now, let me see what feels best for me. Everyone knows themselves the best. I'm here to share with you three points I've come up with that personally I do when I'm stressed, overwhelmed, and stimulated. I hope that I could provide you guidance, inspiration, fruit of thought. So let's get into it. The first point is to reach out to people who are supportive of you, your healthy friendships, people that you love, people that love you. It is proven that when we hang out and surround ourselves with those who make us feel at peace and calm, physically in our body, your cortisol levels will go down. And that's the stress hormone we discussed earlier. Your tensions will go down. You'll have such a clear mind to think of What is the right course of action, if you even want to think of that, you just want to have a good time with them is also nice. I know about myself that when I'm with my friends, sometimes I don't want to think of anything, you know, take my mind off of the things. And sometimes that's the best course of action. Now the second point is nature, specifically trees and flowers. It has been proven that when you spend your time in green spaces, your cortisol levels will go down. But not only that, Your endorphins and dopamine production will be boosted. Both of those are happy hormones. We really like those hormones here, happy hormones, so yeah, we're happy about that. Green time is great. I'm talking about green time in nature, if you know what I mean. I have a story, honestly, I would like to share for me to convey to you guys why nature is so important in general and why I view it as very important with regards to stress. About two weeks ago, I woke up in the morning with this deep need to go on a walk. And I went on a walk. I had a moment in the walk where I stopped and I saw these sunflowers. And I thought, wow, those are so beautiful. I started to cry. I continued the walk and I saw some more beautiful green trees. And they seemed so powerful to me. And I cried some more. My friends will testify. I sent them videos of me crying, telling them we live in such a beautiful world and I was showing them all this nature. What does this have to do with stress? It has everything to do with stress. These flowers and trees, they're connected to our earth. Our earth is such a grounding element. So for me, trees and flowers remind me of Becoming grounded. Once I become grounded, I feel that my roots are strong, I could bloom and shine, and I could survive all the heavy rains and winds the world brings to me. I know it sounds a little cheesy, but I love those things. I love cheesy stuff, and I love cheese in general. Like, just side note. Anyways, the last point is to dance. Yes, the last point I want to bring to you guys is to dance put on some music, and dance it out. In 2012, this is very interesting, more than a thousand participants took part in a study on dancing mindfulness. 95% of those who participated in the study dealt with depression, anxiety, or trauma reported therapeutic effects. Now, music in itself is therapeutic, whether if it's the melodies or the words, the tunes, the sounds, the way it makes you feel. So combining that with dance, dancing releases all these stresses and traumas, and you could do it alone in your room. Get out of your comfort zone in this one. I know it could seem a little awkward in the beginning, and that's okay. Feel awkward. Embrace the awkwardness. It will help you change your narrative to a more positive one and ultimately just Make you happy. Try it. I've tried it and I'm enjoying it. So that's what I'm deciding to tell you guys in this podcast today. Okay, Orly, what if I'm not at home? What if I'm in public? I'm in a social situation. How can I consciously respond to my stress? This is exactly when practicing the present moment helps. There are two ways that you can do this. The first is breath work. I recommend closing the eyes, taking a few deep breaths focusing on the cold air going in through your nostrils and the warm air hitting your lip once it comes out. The second thing is shifting focus to specific body parts. I do this with my hands. You could also do this with your feet, arms, with your stomach, whatever body part you feel is right for you. How do you do this? For example, you want to shift your focus to your hand. So you're sitting in a place and just place your hand on your lap, Don't move it, focus on it. Look at it. Send the air that you're breathing to your hand. This might sound crazy, but if you wanna give it a shot, it's worth it. If you're stressed and you have no other way to deal with it and this is the only thing, then this is what we're doing. We're shifting our focus to our hand. Think of the tingly feeling that you have. Is it cold? Is it warm? What are you feeling exactly? If you could feel your heart beat because you're so stressed, then feel it pulsing in your hand. The harder and deeper you focus on this practice, you'll feel more conscious, present, accepting, which is why we're here today. We are here and showing up because we are strong, we are ready for change, and we know that even when things get hard, we are determined consciously, presently, with love, always. Or really?